Hey, Dan. What's up, Trey? So, let's probably stop chewing this banana, because I'm sure you can hear every every chew. Um, top, of the, top of the morning. That's really good, Dan. So, I have to let you know a bit of a secret. Mm-hmm. I forced this movie upon you, and it's one of my favorite movies. Is it? So, I kind of cheated by putting this on. I... I knew you hadn't heard of it. Like, I, I, I didn't know you I haven't heard of it. Definitely did not hear of it. But I, I didn't know what your level of, of this was. But when I when I texted to you and you're like, "Is it this one?" I was like, "Yes." Someone who has never seen it before, so we can talk about it. But there's always this level of like, there's always this level of like anxiousness to know that you're sharing a movie that you love with somebody because they can just turn around and be like, "That was shit." Which, listen, mm-hmm. if that's your opinion, I'm okay with it. But I had to I had to make peace with the, with that to be able to share it with you, and let's talk about it. Uh, it's like when I showed you Deer Hunter, and you loved it <laughs> all seven hours of it. If 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 that if honestly, it probably would have been better if that was a favorite movie of yours. I just I just would not have liked I just wouldn't have liked to have slated that in front of you. Oh my god, it made it so much worse that it wasn't. <laughs> Yeah, no, exactly. At least if you would have liked it, then we could have had a, a conversation about it. But yeah, you, I would have, I would have, I would have fallen on that sword. Nope, nope, not at all. Anyways, uh, we'll talk about it. Let's start with the way we always start, which is this is required watching. We watch the essential films from the list of cinematic influencers and look at them through the lens of learning about filmmaking and how to move forward. My name is Trey Epps. My name is Danny Taverner. He is a boy. I am also a boy. And we're talking boys. about <laughs> your boys. And we're talking about a boy and a girl in the 2017 sneaker hit once. Uh, 17, 2007. Apologies. Once. It is very simply about it is a modern day musical about a busker and an immigrant and their beautiful, eventful week in Dublin as they write, rehearse and record songs that tell their love story. Holy shit. I just saw the budget versus the box office. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I knew it had a low budget. Clearly. I mean, <laughs> that's, that's not a dig. It, like, is clearly a indie film. Also, I didn't realize what year it was, but it definitely feels like a 2007, like, awesome it does. indie it film. Does. Like, it just, yeah. just the way things are shot, the way it progresses, it definitely feels like that. I don't know. I feel like during that decade... There was a lot of emphasis or focus on mundane stuff. Sure. Or like uneventful, like not necessarily uneventful romances, but just uneventful interactions. Right, right. That have like deeper human meaning to them. Right. But holy shit, $150,000 budget, 23.3 million box office. That's what I'm talking about. Come on, baby. Not to mention an Oscar, not to mention other awards and Broadway adaptations of oh, the film. A, really? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So, oh, wow. so I, allow me to go on a rant for just a second. And a Grammy, exactly. So, again, this this movie has a lot, has, has so much. Like, I, I feel so connected to this film, and here's why. At the time of this movie's release, I was working at a little theater called The Arclight in Hollywood. Oh, R.I.P. R.I.P. And I was one of those, you know, one of those blue shirts that would take tickets and do events. And, you know, they I won't talk about their work practices, but I was very fortunate enough to work a lot of premieres, including this one. 
And at the Arclight, when your movie premieres, actually, I believe for every single movie, there is someone who introduces the movie, like a worker, like someone who goes, you know, this is this is once shot, you know, they don't say the year, but this is once mm-hmm. starring this person and this person. It's about this. We really hope you enjoy the movie. Everyone gives you a, a subtle clap because that's the that's the audience that comes and then you go off. So on occasion, our, like filmmakers would come in and introduce the movie. Or like if it's a premiere, like, you know, they may say a few words before the movie and like, we, we, you know, you watch the film. So for this premiere, I was assigned to Glenn Hansard and Marquetta Glova, bringing them in through the theater and like talking to them and doing like this whole like spiel. And I introduced the movie and then I introduced them. If my, if my memory serves me right, they even played and I, I got to watch them play. And I think like the, the day before at like what would be like a, a workers screening, because they would screen the movies for workers just to see if they have a projection right. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I saw this movie and I just, again, f- kind of just fell in love with the, what you would say, like these mundane moments and like the raw ability of what was happening. So then it cuts like the next day or whatever it is. And like being able to introduce this film with them, I, I, I melted. Like this is this is all my jam. Since then, I've seen Glenn play Swell Season a couple times. I've I think Glenn it may be the the like my top concert that I've ever gone to. Like as far as like number of repeat times, I've probably seen him about four or five times, oh, which is probably up there with like Fall Out Boy and Paramore, which tells you a lot about where I was in life. Like I, I again, I have such an affinity for this movie. I love John John Carney, who is like the director of this film. And seeing his later movies, Sing Street and Begin Again, also have this kind of flair and style. I I love that they call it a modern day musical because it's not like, oh, I'm going to stop and sing in the streets. It's much more, it's much more organic than that. Obviously with this one, with Once, it's, I am, I am a, I am a musician. So I am singing my songs, not, not in the same, like, stop the movie just to express my feelings for you or to you, whatever it is. So there's, there's so much I, I love about this movie. And of course, like I, I'm, I think for the first time I'll say that I think this is a required watch, but I think it's a required watch and I'll be happy to share this again because it, it really goes to show what you can do with a small budget, but what you can do with people who are not actors. Like Glenn is not an actor. Marquetta is not an actor. This role was supposed to go to Chilean, Killian, Chilean Murphy, Chilean. whatever his name is, Chilean. We're supposed to go to him. He dropped out for whatever, because he didn't want to work against Marquetta, who was 17 years old at the time and, and like an unknown. So these two actors get into a room together. Glenn was already on board to create this music and has John Carney, the director, is a former bassist of the band that Glenn was already in called The Frames. He, he was essentially playing with music supervisor and create, music supervisor and creating this music for for the, the movie and when Chilean Killian dropped out he was asked if he wanted to jump in and he did did they already Again, have the band and, and music before the movie no no oh. it was it was the movie if I, and I could have this completely wrong it was the like doing this movie then like obviously essentially created a, an album right that was a soundtrack that then pushed like them on tour, like together. And like they had like this romance that, you know, ended up breaking them up and thus the band up. Uh, I don't know if, I don't know if the breakup had to do with the band, but they no longer played music together. And yeah, like you said, Grammys and Oscars and all this like incredible success. And like Glenn in his own right, who has been doing this for however long, I want to say 25, 30 years, again, has like one of those stories where, 
you know, he, he dropped out of high school or like he dropped out of school and picked up a guitar and then like was in this band and like incredible independent success. And this movie kind of launching him and them into like this mainstream thing was really interesting. And like, anyways, all of this to say, I truly love this movie and what it shows you about filmmaking. But I also have like a personal connection to how this movie moved through Hollywood and I guess America. And even so, I, I remember being at the public where 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 once like the musical was being was being like put up because for people who don't know the public theater in New York is a place where a bunch of shows go on and some of them like it's an off Broadway theater so a bunch of shows either come from there and go to Broadway some of them don't and this is where I was introduced to Kristen Yadi I believe that's how you say her name who is just a fucking fantastic person of course you guys know her from like Palm Springs, Palm Springs mm-hmm. and How I Met Your Mother and whatever else she's in, Made for Love on HBO. Anyways, she like, she's fantastic. And I feel like, I feel like this, I feel like there's like this bit of a cycle that just allows for cream to rise to the top. And yeah, anyways, Dan, I'm sorry for, to go on like a five minute rant about my love for this no, movie, no. but I feel like it was, I feel like it was important to, to be honest up front. No, I also didn't know half that stuff about the movie. Mm. Like I didn't realize that they weren't actually actors or that they had a band together, like outside of the movie. But I think that all explains what is so strong with the movie, which is it's very genuine. Like I, I said this before we start recording, but it's like a very sweet movie. And like, even the end, it's not like a happy ending, but it's also like, oh, well, that's, I mean, it's kind of happy. It's not yeah. what you think would happen in like a romantic right. drama like this, but right. it's the more realistic, more genuine ending. Like it's what kind of should happen. Right. But yeah. I think the, the strongest thing is they seem so natural, like interacting with each other like even the awkwardness seems like very like heartfelt and yeah it just feels like oh this is what would happen if a guy who got his heart broken met this girl on the street and they just kind of like had this connection and had this bond yeah this kind of unexplainable thing i i one of my favorite bits of the movie i I have a lot of favorite bits. So the first one is the the opening scene, obviously, uh, because I, th- I feel like that's a thing that we don't talk about nearly enough when it comes to busking, people wanting to take your money. But Right, exactly, exactly. Like, Come like, on, know, <laughs> Knowing that person's name. But then also the... I, I think I think the, these two... I'm going to call them the sequence, but these two things that happen is that happens and then we see what he does at night where he's just singing and he's alone and he's just going for it on this empty street. And I, th- I think it, I think it encapsulates what a struggling artist is like, like, like to the T of like, I have to do what, whatever it is I have to do, whether that, that's waiting tables or, you know, like making people happy in whatever way that is, you know, people, I, we all know people who are like, Disney princesses and go to like six year old parties because that's where they need to pay the bills mm-hmm. that at night or whatever it is that like they are sitting down and writing or planning a film or auditioning or whatever it is. So like, I, I think, I think to that end, I, I just start to relate to it in that way. But sorry, you were talking about the awkwardness. One of my favorite things was like, so like, do you, do you want to stay? Like, do you just want to like, it, like it, it felt so, 
Right. It felt, but it felt so like genuine. It felt like I'm in, if you're in, Not, it didn't even seem propositional, but it was like, it felt desperate. It felt mm. like you, you could, you could see, you could see, he was like, I just, I just need someone at the moment and you're here. And I'm not sure what this is quite yet. And, but even his but, embarrassment later and her forgiveness of his embarrassment, even yeah. that seems like, oh yeah, she'd be mad at him for like a second, but they also just developed this strong connection that neither of them can really argue. Yeah. So it's still like, oh, well, I know you're a good person. No, and it, like, he immediately tries to make up for it. I forget what he does. It's not, it's not the Hoover. That, like, that's not what happens, but he immediately tries to make up for it. Yes. Yes. Yeah, exactly. That's what it was. That's what it was. And it's just like, you know, like you have this interest in me that no one else is finding. And I acknowledge that this wasn't sexual, but I still want to continue this connection that we seemingly have. Also, like, um, um, I can't think of the word, like feeding someone's dream. Right. And like really pushing them like, Hey, you should go to London and you should get her back and you should record these. So and like really like hyping someone up like that. Right. For any creative endeavor or any like personal any relationship that you have. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like to have a, almost a stranger do that. It's like, Oh, that really builds like a solid footing for this relationship. Yeah. I, listen, I, I'd argue, I argue that certainly what like you, me and, and Tavis and like the, the, our, our little group of friends have where we're like, yeah, like, of course we'll do whatever it is mm-hmm. to like, to keep this going. And and to keep you going and, you know, like, I mean, I have like a major hand in it, but I'm going to be the person to say, yeah, Dan, like, let's make this thing. Let's continue to do this thing because like, th- I feel like that's just so rare. And, and mm-hmm. in return, it, it, it's, it's such a payoff and it's, it's so like, it's not, it's not necessarily defined in the end. And I, I think people either love it or hate it, but the, like, the fact that he suddenly buys her this piano, right. It's like, I think it's it's great because she he she was the person pushing him to to record the album to go find her find his ex and then he's like yeah like, you need to continue to play music you're this incredible yeah. talent and you have all this stuff going on that would hold a person down but like here play it's it's it, I, I don't know, I, I think it's fantastic also one hundred fifty thousand dollars one hundred fifty thousand dollars cheap and again not a judgment. But it's apparent in some of the shots, like you're like, oh, they clearly just set up yeah. a camera yeah. in whatever busy like shopping district this is in Dublin. Sure. That's exactly what it was. And you can just That's see accurate. people walking by and then just like pull focus on him or her and just got clean audio. <laughs> yeah. I, but, but, but it, it, it's, uh, it's shot in such like a gorilla, like just on the street way. Yeah. I think it's a good example of relationship and who your characters are and how they interact with each other over yeah. production value. I, well, that's exactly the point. So that's exactly what also makes us, I think a filmmaker gem is we often talk about, like we often talk about like, just do it, just, like, just do it. But here's, here's a, here's a, a movie that, has won all these awards and I can't tell you what camera they shot on, but I can tell you there's like, it's not always in focus. It like, it doesn't always look the shiniest. It does. It just doesn't like we can acknowledge this, but the audio is amazing. The story is amazing. And these moments that were crafted 
were great. So it, it allows you to forgive all of this, what, what I would say, what I would call like the hard edges of this movie to really immerse yourself in it. I, it, I, I felt like I was immersed the first time I saw it. And I was, I, I was really trying to find, if I'm being completely honest, I was trying to find the things I didn't like about this movie to kind of, to kind of prepare myself for what I thought you would say if you didn't like it. <laughs> Joke's on you. I loved it. <laughs> great. Uh, <laughs> But I think it's really hard to fault. And I think I think what John Carney does for his next two films, which is Begin Again, Adam Levine and Kira Knightley and Sing Street, which is... I didn't realize he was Sing Street. I like that movie. Have you seen this movie? It's amazing. I've seen Sing Street, yeah. Yeah, Sing Street's fucking fantastic. Also another Broadway adaptation. So like, talk about a guy who could take a small budget and blow it up. I, I don't know what the budget was for for Begin Again, but like I listened to like the soundtracks for all three. Like it's in it's in my phone. And then he did Modern Love. Like, like as far as like the musicals go, like those three these three movies are interesting because it's really all about this connection, these connections with people. And then when he moved over to Modern Love for Amazon, which is great if you haven't seen it, it's all about connections with people and like it's about love. It's you know stolen from like this not stolen, but working with like the New York Times and their Modern Love section of the newspaper. Mm-hmm. And create, I think it's like four, I'm not sure how many episodes there are. It's not, it's a limited series that's coming back. But yeah, I I think, I think just overall, I think what he generally taps into is the connections with people. And I think you, I think an example of that in the film is being able to, to watch like the, the party where everyone's just singing and everyone's just having a good time. I I think there's something really, we often talk about like these, you know, the Korean movies that we watch and stuff like that. But I think it's something so specific to Irish people. Like the way Irish people like tell a story is very specific in the way, like well, the way they do that with song is, is very unique. So being able to watch this scene while they have, we see like little vignettes of different people singing different things is fantastic. I mean, even, For, even the way they speak is like very sing-songy. It, it does. And I, I would argue that I would argue that maybe this is like a UK, like I, I can't say European thing anymore, but like this cluster of like UK and Ireland, where we're like eh. Fleabag, Fleabag. There's this, there's this beat. Have you seen Fleabag? Mm-hmm. Good for you, Dan. I was, I was fully expecting you to say no, and I was going to get upset. It was a, it was a quarantine watch of mine months Dude, ago. Good for you. I would. I would love to spend an hour talking about Fleabag, but in you know in season two when 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 the priest when 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 Fleabag goes I love you and the priest goes it'll pass mm-hmm. like that like that moment is such a it's I think it's so tangible for so many people and like it, like I feel like that like that exchange rarely happens but we all know what that means and what that feels like so in once when she says something in Czech which apparently translates to like he he says teach me something or something and uh, you know he asks like do you still love your husband and she says something in Czech what, apparently what she says is i love you oh but but even if like as an audience we don't know this well, I, I don't i don't speak Czech so i don't know but later on when he's like at the very end when he's like do you just want to come back to mine to listen to the CDs or whatever it is and he's yeah. like 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 we're, like we're just going to have sex or whatever it is yeah she's like we know and, It'll be nice, yeah, but we can't do that, right? I, I feel like it's that. Go on. I, I think just to to piggyback on what you're saying, I think it's the ability or the desire to lean into awkward moments rather than shy away from them. Yeah, which I think shying away from them is kind of a 
I don't know necessarily an American thing, but less of a UK thing. Whereas the UK, they really kind of simmer and dwell in those sure. awkward moments and like really lean sure. into them. Yeah. And they kind of lose all their power of awkwardness and it just yeah. becomes a moment. Honest. Again. Yeah. <laughs> I think I, I, my connection that I'm trying to draw with Fleabag is that like, it just becomes these honest moments of two people having a, 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 the conversations that we wish we were having with people. Right. You know what I mean? Even if it's embarrassing or touchy or like sensitive, it's still just like, well, we're talking about it and it's a thing right. that we both are acknowledging. So, right. I, because I, I think in America, if we go back to your place. Yeah. And I, I think, I do think in America that would easily turn into a sex scene because we, we were like, finally, some, some, you know, for gratification mm-hmm. that these two are actually going to be together or we, we play around it and we're like, and he, you know, he continues on. He's like, yeah, just to listen to music, you know, just, just to hang out. Yeah. And which, maybe we sit there. Which is why the end feels looking at it from like a typical romantic movie lens. It feels like, oh man, like a little letdown. Like, oh, they didn't yeah, yeah. but that's not realistic at all. Yeah. What's more realistic it's- is that she'd work it out with her husband, the guy that she's married to, and has a kid, <laughs> this stranger that she met a week ago who they have a strong connection, no doubt, but she's not going to leave her husband for this dude. He just writes pretty songs. Right. Also, also, like, he, presumably, they just wrote, they just, like, they have an entire album of songs for his ex girlfriend that he's trying to get back. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure she does care about him and like is attracted to him, and there's a deep connection. But they're also like, no, we're in the real world. I can't just be sleeping around. I got responsibilities. I got responsibilities. I have a kid. I have a husband. I have a semi. Like, of course, he's obviously much more single than, than she is. But I think. I think the romance is in the marrying of talents like in the marrying of like, of like this creative, these creative souls coming together, even if it is for this one time. And like, I, I'd like to, yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe that's me being a bit too like putting on extra flourishes for this, but yeah, I'd, I'd like to think that they were, yeah. I'd like to think that this, like this transcends maybe like the physical traditional, like love. And it's just about like these songs that I put on a CD. Yeah, I think it's finding talents that work together. I think it's also just like acknowledging like a kindred spirit. Like, hey, we both right. have the same drive. We both have the same like deep down desires. And we see that in each other. And we see like the, it, it meshes, like we're on the same wavelength. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like then the way you and I met again, as I have now said on the podcast several times, like through an acting class. Like, I, I think, I think quite easily, if I were a girl, or like if either one of us were a girl, and like we were, we were opposite sex. That's this movie, right? Like oh, in yeah. terms of like, in terms of like, like, like we have stayed in touch. You're the only person from that class I've stayed in touch with. Mm-hmm. Same. I've worked with. I've like. I see you do stand up and like, I like Who'd wed- whose wedding I went to. Is anyone else married? Anyways, I have so, oh, I have so many, I have so many curiosities about people in my class. Um, after. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like, it, it, it is that like right place, right time with that person. And I yeah, think it'd be it's, un- it's like the Spider-Man meme. You're like, wait, mm. are we on mm. the same wavelength? Are we the same person? Or yeah, stepbrothers? Once- Did we just become best friends? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Once is the Spider-Man meme of movies. <laughs> I'm not sure 
Let me, let me just take a look at, at something really quickly. I feel like there was something else I wanted to bring up. So Steven Spielberg said was, was apparently such a big fan of this film that he said, a little movie called Once gave me enough inspiration to last the rest of the year. And I loved it. Wow. I, I, lo- I almost said, what month did this come out? <laughs> but it came out in January. So that's, that's a big, that's a, yeah. that's a tall review. Oh, let me ask you a question. That Let me ask you this question. So, hold on. So if you had to... If, I'm sure you don't remember this, but if you had to guess what the most expensive part of this movie was, what would you say? Renting out the recording studio? No, wrong. Wrong. Although I did, I did wonder how much that would have cost. I'm sure it's up there though. So the most expensive part of this film was the shot of Marquetta playing the piano at the end. And it like, like pulling back over the street and we're watching like these, Irish streets at the very, very end, which I thought was fantastic. Another like random tidbits that I have is there are a few songs in here that weren't like, they were just ad-libbed like gold, that song gold that that was played at the party was ad-libbed. I believe it was ad-libbed anyway. I could be wrong, but broken hearted Hoover fixer sucker guy, the Mm -hmm. song that he's playing on the bus about his girlfriend. That was a good one. That was a completely spontaneous moment. And yeah, that's all the that's all the tidbits that I had. Oh, it was shot in 17 days, which I thought was important to say. Again, makes sense. I could. Yeah. Now, let me, uh, b- before I end this and wrap this up, because I'm clearly in love with that, is what do you think about the idea that we never hear their names? I actually put the subtitles on while watching it just to see how they refer to each other and like, make sure I wasn't missing anything. And at one point he goes, like, towards the end, when he visits, visits the girl's house, he goes, is Mrs. in? I didn't even notice until just before we started recording. And I was like, oh, wait, they don't. I thought I just missed it. And I was going to check like IMDb for who was who. I like it. I yeah. think it adds to the the genuineness of it. Yeah. Because they could just be anyone. Like it, it, it removes it removes any unnecessary like specificity. Right. Because I don't think I mean, it would influence anything otherwise. And I think and I think we're seeing a rise in this. In like, you know, Tenet, John David Washington's character's name is protagonist. And, and Fleabag, it's Fleabag and, and Claire and, and like stepfather. Uh, Claire's the only one who has a name, which is so good. So good. I, I bought the book when it came out of like all of the, the scripts and... What I would give to be able to write like her is, or, oh gosh. Anyways, I think we need to do a special Fleabag episode because I'm, I'm ready. I, I, I do think there's something interesting because I think, I think in, in, in school, especially in English class, we're told names are very important. Like what, you know, what does this guy's name mean? And, you know, great Gatsby and, and, you know, all this stuff. And to have, you know, these authors kind of just strip away names and go like this, this is anyone. Like, it doesn't matter what their name is. And that's kind of the point. And we're, we're artfully going to make sure that their name is never said. <laughs> yeah, I think what it does, it, it like makes these characters not, they, they're, they're almost like blank canvases. Right. And that's not to say like they're not developed or like they're very much Fully. fleshed out characters. But removing the name just kind of like you're able to just kind of project onto them yeah 
it, I, I, I think so as well. I think there's this like projection of yourself, but also it allows you to, to immerse in what's going on. Like you have to pay, not that you have to pay attention because it doesn't feel like a strain, but like, you know, when he's like, it's Mrs. N, you, you know exactly what he's saying. Mm-hmm. You, you know who he's talking about. Oh, you know what's no going one, on. There's only two people to care about in this entire movie. Right. Any, anyone else is irrelevant. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, I mean, we, we kind of see that and how it's kind of shaped out. Any, any kind of uh, supporting cast member is like it's strictly supporting and it's like supporting like their hopes, their dreams, their goals in this movie. Anyways, Dan, you know where I stand. I, I fucking love this movie. I love this movie. It's, it's certainly where in terms of like, I'm spending 2021 seriously considering what my first short, what my first feature will be. Mm -hmm. And when I watch films like this, like it's not that when I watch films like this, but I'm almost always thinking about this film and it not being the prettiest and it not having like everything like laid out in front of it. And almost like what we always kind of hear and talk about, which is just do it. Of course, I don't have $150,000, but I have a camera. I have microphones. I have people that I know. So there's nothing stopping me, mm-hmm. but just having a good story. And I feel like, I feel like watch it, like the inspiration that this film has given me just throughout the years. It's, over 10 years later. And like I said, I, I can, I continue to go see Glenn play, like, by the way, independent success, but he's, he sells out. He sells out like Rockefeller center, radio city. Anyway, like he, he, he sells out, but just like to hear him speak and tell stories and like, I watch interviews and all this stuff. Like I, it, it stays with me. And like, I watch John Carney because like his films, because again, those, those connections of people like that's for me, that's the important thing. It's not even the story, like the story is super important, but like the connections to the people with themselves and how they're meant to be projected onto me is so important in my process. So of course I think this is required watching. Where do you land, sir? It was all right. I mean, don't, 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 I'm not saying don't feel bullied, but yeah, that's also okay. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I think it was really tight. I think it was very sweet. It's definitely not a movie I would have chose myself. So I'm glad that you picked it because I honestly probably not would even heard of it let alone watched it but i think it's it's required because it's a perfect example of how to tell a good story that's pretty much solely fueled by human connection mm. there's nothing really dramatic or exciting happens like it's just a nope. week of these people meet they write some songs together they have a nice connection that's it that's it that's it but the connection is so genuine and it's presented in such a a human way that like we said, you don't need a budget. You don't need fancy lenses. You don't need lights like no, yep, natural lighting. That's right. And it's, it's just like, it, it's, it's even more like more simple than boy meets girl. It's just like human meets human. And that's it. And that's it. And that's, no, that's it. I'll, I'll be honest with you, Dan. I was holding my breath. To see what you're gonna say, because I, f- I felt like any episode after this would have been really awkward for me. Trey uh, is terrible taste in movies. <laughs> Dan, I encourage you to sneak in one of your favorite movies without telling me, and oh, just to see if I liked it. Listen, I I will end this by saying I love this movie again, and thank you, thank you for listening. If you've made it through this rambling of a man who just really loves this film, thank you for listening, and thank you for checking out the podcast. If this is your first time here, please make sure you subscribe and take a listen and uh, support the podcast by sharing it with other people 
share it on social media, but most importantly, please leave a rating and review because that helps us out a heck of a lot. And to catch the latest from the podcast, check it out. Check, <laughs> check us out at Required Watch, and you can catch me at uh, Trey.eps on Instagram and TreyEps on Twitter. And I am Damn. Danny Taverner everywhere. Tell everywhere. Us, tell us your favorite movie. Tell us your favorite movie. I, I, I'm interested in what people's favorite movies are because anyway. I feel like <laughs> it better be once. Dan, I have an idea for a, our TikTok channel. It's just us doing us doing our favorite scenes from from the movies that we watch. <laughs> but like, it's, it's like so low budget, so low rent. But <laughs> uh, anyways, we'll, we'll talk about it later. Dan, it's been fun. I shall see you next week. All right. Peace out. Well, laters.